Shalom and welcome to the JewishBoston.com podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Mansman, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan Seligson. Just a reminder, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud and follow at JewishBoston on social media. So we have a really interesting topic today. Uh, we have a Marblehead native, Neil Hoffman, on with us. And Neil was launched to the stratosphere of Jewish-themed toys in a really interesting way. He was walking through a department store with his children in 2002, and his son Jacob looked at a Christmas toy, which is the elf on a shelf, and he asked for one. And Neil replied, quote, Jews don't do elves on shelves. We do menches on benches. I think some sort of a blue and white light bulb went off in Neil's head. And from there, it was off to the trademark office, a prototype development, a Kickstarter campaign, and eventually a slot on ABC's Shark Tank. The Mensch sold out on Amazon in 2014 and became the best-selling Hanukkah item at Target and Bed Bath & Beyond. The Mensch is now a prospering business with books, wrapping paper, Mensch family members, and even more. I've heard that a cartoon is coming, possibly this season, I don't know, after Pilgrim Studios purchased the rights. On June 5th, Neil's Menches will be the featured giveaway at the Boston Red Sox Jewish Heritage Night. Thousands of limited edition Mensch on the Bench bobbleheads will be given away, and a Jewish choir will sing the national anthem. And a life-size Mensch on the Bench will be available for all of your selfie needs. If you want a chance to catch the game, the Red Sox are giving us a pair of tickets. Enter for your chance to win the tickets by visiting jewishboston.com slash redsox. So, Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I talked a little bit about the history of the Mensch on the Bench, but I'd, I'd like to hear from your perspective, especially if everything I said was was false. It, it was all true. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have these moments in your lives that change everything. And for me, it was at the mall, walking through Nordstrom's, and my son asked for an elf on a shelf. And I just kind of made a joke and said, no, man, you can have a Mensch on a Bench. And I fell in love with the idea on the spot and took out my phone, did a quick search. Nobody else was doing that. Um, and then kind of put together this crazy plan of how we were going to launch the first Jewish character uh, since the Old Testament. We were going to try and do something new and innovative and fun. And originally, I just did it for my family. We made one, and we were going to just kind of use it to teach the kids about Hanukkah. And I decided to go out to Kickstarter and see, you know what, are there other families that are interested in this as well? Uh, and we ended up, about 300 families said yes. So my wife, uh, being a mensch, gave me the green light to go ahead and make a thousand menches. And, you know, force came to worse. We had an extra 700 sitting in our basement. And we blew through all of those in 10 days come Hanukkah season. Uh, and did another thousand in pre-orders and we got on the today show and we got on the view um, and there was just this pent-up need in the jewish community to have something fun and funny that we could rally around and celebrate our judaism uh, and fast forward five years mensch has become integrated with pop culture in a way that uh, i never imagined so for those who don't know, what is a mensch? So a mensch is a good, honorable person. And when we talk about Jewish values, uh, you know, the mensch embodies those Jewish values that you want to have. And the story of the mensch on a bench is centered around uh, Hanukkah and Judah Maccabee coming back to the great temple, having won the war, and he's exhausted. And the mensch says, you know what? 
why don't you go rest? I'll watch over the oil for you because it looks like it might go out, and I'll tell you if it does. And for eight days, he continues to sit there and watch the oil, and he's amazed by the miracle that God's provided that it's still lit. And each day, he introduces a new Jewish concept, whether it be uh, dreidel or latkes or singing and uh, present opening and gelt. Um, and each night, you know, he is uh, f- finds this wonder that the miracle has continued. So it uh, sounds like a fascinating character, and it sounds like you drew on some Jewish education that you had received. And you are from our area. You're I'm, from the Boston area. Yeah, I'm from Marblehead. Uh, went to uh, Jewish element, uh, Jewish preschool. Then I went to Hebrew school back at Temple Bethel, uh, which is now a new temple um, and combined with another in Marblehead. Uh, went to Hebrew high school, worked at Camp Simca in Middletown. Uh, so pretty deep Jewish roots in the Boston area. Yeah, That's a good shout-out. Good shout-outs. <laughs> um, so I am really interested in the look of the mensch, uh, his whole aesthetic. Is he a rabbi? Is he a chassid? What's his his deal? You know, it's, it's interesting. It's actually the probably single most controversial element of the mensch. And, mm. you know, what I wanted to do is create something that had cues that would make sure people knew he was Jewish, right? So if I could, mm-hmm. I would sell a doll of myself um, and call myself a mensch, and, but nobody would laugh. Nobody would find that. So it was never meant to be stereotypical or offensive. It was meant as for Jews, by Jews, inside joke. So, yeah, we gave him the kind of Hasidic look, uh, went with a royal blue that is kind of Israeli blue. He has mm-hmm. a tallis, and, um, you know, in some of the early versions, he had the Paeus, he had um, a, a necklace with a star on it. Um, so we did pair things back. Um, and I did get some pushback and said, you know, it's stereotypical. And, you know, mm-hmm. if, if I could do it again, um, you know, would I think about, could I do a character that is more closely related to, like, Judah Maccabee um, and that time period? And I took that feedback, and as we've moved forward... Uh, the second character was Hannah, the Hanukkah hero, who is mm-hmm. a female heroine who uses her strength and intelligence and kindness to to find the oil and bring it back to the temple. And then we have a bubby, and this year we're going to have a papa. Uh, so I'm trying to show that Jews come in all shapes and sizes and colors and looks, uh, but this is how, especially our older generation remembers uh, a classical Jewish look, and I wanted to tap into that. And I would say 99% has been positive feedback. And within the Hasidic community, um, they love it, right? And uh, I don't know exactly why, but I think that we have taken that community and given them almost like a a mascot, a rallying point that is so cute and cuddly, and there are hundreds of thousands of kids sleeping and loving these Jewish characters, and Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the best PR for the community ever, right? (laughs) Um, uh, Because, you know, every kid has their own little best friend, so uh, it's been a really cool experience, and, um, you know, one of the Chabad houses invited us... uh, to be the guest of honor at their Hanukkah recently. Um, we got to light the candles for everyone. And it's just, oh, that's awesome. it's such an honor. Uh, when you think yeah. about it, we're just having fun and trying to make, you know, 
infuse a little bit more Judaism in our kids' lives. Right. Um, and when people get that, it's a, it's great. So I, I could totally see uh, Jews getting it. Uh, what have you heard from from non-Jews? Are they fascinated? Are they also buying these things so that they can have kind of one, one elf and one mensch up on their mantle at the holidays? Typically not. Uh, it's, you know, the main consumers are Jews, right? So the Jews who are looking for additional ways to celebrate Hanukkah where there haven't been new traditions. And I think there is a desire to make this um, a little bit more fun uh, for our households. Um, Interfaith families are having a great time with it. Um, Those are ones that will use the elf and mensch together. And then for non-Jews, you know, it's a white elephant present for uh, some, right? It's a gag gift Mm -hmm. Um, for others. Um, especially on kind of the evangelical side, they are very supportive of Jews and Israel and anything along those lines. Um, and you find some support there. I had a, a woman call me from Texas, um, evangelical Christian. She bought a case of menches and had them sent to the Hillel uh, on the campus of University of Texas, just That's as a, she wanted to send her support. <laughs> Um, and those are the stories that, you know, I love. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Well, um, speaking of stories, we see the mensch on Pinterest and Instagram. He sort of pops up various places. What's your favorite uh, social media sighting of the mensch? Oh, man. There, there's So we're also pretty prominent on Facebook. Uh, we have 30,000 fans there um, on Twitter. Uh, I let the mensch be himself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So he's a little more funny and sarcastic. Um, I love the organic sightings with celebrities. So whether uh, we had Drew Barrymore come out and say that she had a mensch, uh, I love when we don't make that happen and it happens. And I think the ultimate best example was the World Baseball Classic uh, with Team Israel. And... Cody Decker, who was a player for that team, put a mensch on their bench as their kind of mascot or rally point. And that mensch ended up becoming a huge symbol during the team's success. And we had a ton of fun with it and uh, became so integrated with the team. And we didn't pay for that. We didn't ask for that. It's all totally organic, uh, which is what has made it so special. So uh, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, I actually had the opportunity to interview on the podcast Ryan LaVarnway, uh, who really tore it up for Team Israel uh, in that World Baseball Classic, and he loved the mensch on the bench. He said it was such a unifying thing that um, I think, Neil, we can honestly say that the mensch on the bench improved his batting average by at least .050, possibly <laughs> propelled him to two, to two additional wins. I, You know, it was... It was really, it was really significant to them, and I don't know if you were, were you privy to how the the Mensch became the, um, really the official mascot of Team Israel during their their run at the World Baseball Classic? I figured it out now, um, and it turns so, the Mensch showed up on their bench one day, and the New York Times took a picture. They thought it was hilarious and did their first article about Team Israel playing in Brooklyn. Turns out it was Cody Decker, who just is a nut and thought it was funny. And 
as they continued to win, I mean, Cody was bringing the Mensch onto the field with them. He was letting the Mensch uh, do interviews. And I realized, like, this guy is hilarious. So as a thank you, I sent him a five-foot Mensch. He brought it to the clubhouse. And then that giant Mensch started traveling around with the team as they were, you know, just gaining momentum. I think the giant Mensch went with them to Israel, to Korea, to Japan, uh, and it became this rally point for them of uh, these guys who were finding their Jewish identity. They weren't all that religious, or some of them, you know, didn't even know about their Jewish heritage. And they went over to Israel and they were learning about it. And the movie Heading Home, a documentary, was done on this, is so well done and tells the story so well that I won't do it justice. Um, but it's it was really nice to see that team connect together as well as with their Jewish identity. Uh, it was amazing. And, you know, it was one of the first things you talked about. It really, it, it made an impression on, on Ryan for sure. I'm curious about uh, your own connection to baseball. I I believe, uh, and this may have been because when I was 12, I got a box of uh, Jewish baseball players uh, playing cards, uh, trading cards. Sure. Um, that that baseball may be the most Jewish of American sports. You think that's right? I do. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think that I, I is think probably it might true. Be. I mean, I'm, I, there was a time when the Red Sox, I was watching a game, and uh, one of the analysts in the booth, and I don't know if this is appropriate or not, pointed out that there were actually four Jews on the field at the same time, and it may have been a first for a professional baseball team, you know, in this day and age. It was amazing. So, I, you know, the, the fact that the mention on the bench is, first of all, uh, was a mascot for the Team Israel 2017 team. And the fact that the Red Sox are going to be giving away, um, mention the bench, bobbleheads, that's no surprise to me. But I, I'm curious about your own connection to, to baseball, or did that come later? Um, and since you're a local, uh, to the Red Sox. Yeah, I so I grew up as a huge Red Sox fan. Uh, my grandfather left my parents' wedding to go sit in the car and listen to a playoff game. Uh, my mom, growing up, was in love with Marty Barrett, and we had chicken almost every night because that's what Wade Boggs ate. Um, my 21st birthday, I went to Fenway and watched Pedro Martinez pitch, and Jewish Heritage Night is actually on my 41st birthday. So it's exactly 20 years later, I'm returning to Fenway in a totally different way, um, and... To say it's, you know, a, a huge life event, a bucket list event, um, is an understatement for me. So I, I could not be more excited. What a beautiful segue. Um, so Jewish Heritage Night is happening on um, June 5th at Fenway. And also happy birthday. Uh, tell us a bit about what we can expect at Jewish Heritage Night. So uh, we have Robert Hirschweck from Shark Tank. Uh, will be joining us as well. Uh, prior to the game, we will be doing uh, some interviews with Nesson. Um, to be honest, I'm thrilled because I get to meet Tim Wakefield. Uh, that is one of the highlights. Mm -hmm. And then prior to the game, uh, Mench will be on the field for a pregame ceremony. Uh, so the five-foot life-size mascot, uh, and he will be with Wally. If you get your tickets through... 
the Red Sox as part of Jewish Heritage Night, you will get one of the 1800 limited edition Mensch bobbleheads. Uh, we limited it to 1800 because obviously 18 yeah. being a lucky number. <laughs> uh, and then throughout the game, uh, Wally and Mensch will be going around the stadium and taking pictures and having photo ops, um, meeting the kids and having fun. And, you know, it's such a cool thing for the Red Sox to do and to recognize that, you know, there are other fun ways that we can celebrate our Judaism and, uh, you know, have these great experiences. And, I mean, we're just thrilled to be part of it. So do you think, uh, have you done a Mench on the Bench night in any other stadium or is... Fenway the first, and do you think this could be the start of a uh, a Jewish Heritage Night tradition in thirty one other ballparks? I I do. So a lot of the ballparks do have Jewish Heritage Nights each year, um, and this is the first one with Mench on a bench. And the Red Sox called uh, kind of out of the blue and just called me and said, "Hey, we're the Boston Red Sox, and we're interested in." And that's as far as they got. And I was like, "We're in. <laughs> what do you want to do?" And they're like, so what about uh, costs? And I was like, there are no costs. We're not charging anything. I, I just want to do this. Can I, can I go on the field? Can I be, can I be at Fenway? You know, uh, and they were so nice. And when I mentioned that my – she said, we're going to do it in early June. I said, that's great. I can come back for my birthday. Um, the head of the ticket sales picked this date because of my birthday, oh, um, which is just like so the amazing. nicest thing. So – uh, it is such a cool thing. And uh, I think to go from here, um, we will probably, uh, based on the success, and right now it looks like it's going to be an incredible success from both ticket sales and PR and just everyone having celebration around Judaism, uh, we'll go out to some of the other teams for next year and see what their interest level is, uh, probably starting in some of the more Jewish cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually trying to branch out and getting as many of the teams as possible. Awesome. Okay, so I want to talk about some of your new characters, which you did mention earlier, including Hannah the Hanukkah Hero, Dreidel Dog, which is my personal favorite, and Ask Bubby. What can you tell us about them? So Ask Bubby, first of all, is the voice of my own Aunt Sue from Swampscott, Massachusetts. Uh if you hear the voice, I mean, you can hear the Boston accent in there. And some of her favorite sayings are in the doll. So the idea was, what do you, what if you could combine a magic eight ball that gave you advice with a Jewish grandmother that gave you advice? So it's a cute doll. And when you ask her a question, squeeze her hand, she'll, she'll say things like, ah, go ahead and do that, but bring a sweater. Or it wasn't like that when I was a kid. And, uh, People love it. That has been, you know, our bestseller for the past two years. Uh, we have Hannah the Hanukkah Hero, who I mentioned earlier, is really meant uh, to reiterate girl power and the power of Jewish women and try to have a role model. Um, and then the dreidel dog is fun. We did a dreidel Dalmatian. So instead of spots, he has dreidels all over him. He's a dreidel eye patch. Uh, and then we have two new characters to be debuted later this fall as well so we're really filling out the mensch family uh we are creating this really unique brand at retail so every year people can go to the store and find new mensch items uh and we're having a blast doing it that's amazing so i you know i want to bring this back to jacob uh your son who uh 
it sounds like was the the impetus behind all of this. And I'm wondering, you know, you came up with a toy that has sold, uh, I don't know how many thousands of, of items, but what other things are you doing on Hanukkah now? And are you going to be able to top the Mench on the Bench for your teenage sons now? To be honest, no. Uh, <laughs> I think I caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, the irony of Jake and my wife is Catholic and I'm Jewish and we're, we're raising the boys Jewish. So I really wanted Jake to know he was Jewish and take pride in it. And so when we named him, I gave him the most Jewish name I could think of. So he is Jacob Maccabee Hoffman. Yeah. So there's this irony that Jacob Maccabee started this with me. Um, and what's been awesome is from the experiences as a family, um, we went to the uh, movie premiere for Heading Home. We got to meet all the players from the World Baseball Classic. And Jake came with me and got to meet all these players. And when I do television interviews, he does that. And he'll be on the field of the Red Sox game before the game. And he gets to meet Robert from Shark Tank. Uh, so all of these cool experiences have happened and really teaching him that if you dream it and you set your mind to it, you can do it. And showing him what hard work means. And, you know, I make him come into the garage with me and pack boxes and tape boxes. And you know, the rule at my house is if one Hoffman's working, all the Hoffmans are working, right? You're not playing Fortnite while I'm working in the garage. It's not going to work that way. Um, so I love what this has done to our family. Um, and, uh, how the Jewish tradition has expanded beyond Mensch to the other characters. And this year for uh, the new Mensch pet, who has not yet been revealed, uh, Jake got to name the book. So he was there when I was writing the book. He's like, what if you named it this? And that's the name of the book. And I love that I've involved the kids in that way. That's amazing. Um, well done on all of this. And thank you so much, Neil, for taking the time to speak with us about all these amazing projects today. Well, thank you guys. Thank you to any of my Hebrew school teachers who are listening to your podcast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at uh, the F at Fenway for Jewish Heritage. Yeah, see you on June 5th, or we'll see you on the field and we'll be in the stands. Yeah, I'm coming out to the stands. We awesome. got 50 okay. tickets with my family, so we'll be there. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Neil. Thank you, guys.